Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Business Uncensored, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm glad you remember it that time. Thank you. With myself and Chris. And, and who? Chris <laughs> from Team Bevel Aqua. Um, Chris, why don't you give us a little introduction of today's episode? Uh, today we're going to be covering a bit of web design. Um, last week we went through content writing with you, because um, that's what you specialise in. But um, now's my time to shine. My web design knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> certainly is, certainly is. So um, we did give a bit of an introduction in our first Team Takeover episode. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey with web design, what you love about web design, like how you kind of got into the very kind of creative field that it is. Um, so as I've probably mentioned before, I have a fine art degree. Really? You've never told me that? Uh, yeah, I do, funnily enough. Um, and I've always been quite a creative person, I think, not to blow my own trumpet or anything. But um, yeah, I've always been very creative and I grew up around technology, should I say. Um, my dad was in IT, my granddad was in IT. It's always been such a massive part of my life and I like to think I know slightly more than the average person does so and it's something that I enjoy so I think that web design is a mixture of both the creative and arty sort of side of me and the tech technological side of me mm. um, it's a good mix of both and I enjoy it and it's something I love to do so you say obviously there's kind of like the creative side of things and then the more technological side of things but like kind of in a nutshell like what is web design so web design is the planning and uh, sort of arranging the content, such as like text, image, branding, uh, color schemes, so that it could just be accessed by everyone on the internet, really. It's just making the information that you or the person that has commissioned you to do the website, um, it's the information that they want to put out to the world. You're just making it look nice and delivering it in a way that is suitable and engaging for the people who are visiting the site. Cool. So it seems like there's a lot of different aspects that go into web design. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, I feel like from someone who doesn't design websites or someone who doesn't really know anything about web design, you hear design, you just think pretty colours and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously it is pretty colours. But it, it's a lot more than just putting some nice colours on a page. Yeah. It's you know, understanding the brand, understanding what the you or the business owner, whoever owns the website, wants out of it. It's understanding, like, what the tone of voice is. Like, say, we're currently doing a website for um, a care consultancy and understanding that side of the industry, you're not going to go off and do some, like, bright pink, know fluffy things and you really have to get a good grasp of what the company is and how they want to present to the rest of the world um and yeah so obviously um like i said there's a lot of things to go into it there's obviously the more technical side of things as well so there's things like seo like how important um is seo in web design and website building how does that kind of integrate into the whole thing uh, yeah so when it comes to web design and web building seo has a massive impact on how you're going to build the pages and build the website itself um 
with the content that is in the page you'll have to you know we spoke about this before in the previous episode but you have to be massive on keywords um all the major seo issues have to be on point really mm. to be able to create the page it really needs to have the consumer in mind um whoever lands on your page has to have the smoothest possible journey and everything has to be designed for the person who lands on your page to take action they have to do something when they get there so that's either click on a link or look at an image that's on the screen or sign up to something you always have to have the consumer doing something when it comes to your website even if it's just reading a piece of information it needs to be clear and concise and just engage them it has to look pretty it has to um grasp their attention regardless of what it is yeah so obviously you say a lot of it is based around the consumer and the kind of perspective of someone being on your site so what would you say are some of like the most important things to consider like when you're building a website like what what about your website is going to be beneficial and create a good user experience so a page has to be well structured it has to be clear it has to take them on a journey of what they're going to get so on a home page you don't want you know a massive paragraph of text because it's not going to be read it's a home page you land on it it decides where you need to go so usually it will be a picture a small introduction maybe but usually it is just go here go there it's that's your hub to the rest of your website mm. so structure is really important has to be well informed and well researched um, you have to totally know what you're talking about because if if a consumer lands on your website and you're talking about something that you have no idea about it's not going to be trusted at all user journey has to be really simple um a long time ago someone told me that a website needs to be easy enough for a six-year-old to use it needs to be like the navigation menu needs to be as simple and clear as it can be it shouldn't have like a hundred pages on like one menu it needs to be what we have is like the home page the about the services and the contact us that's literally all you basically and a blog. need and a blog obviously done by the lovely g mm-hmm. thanks <laughs> Um, but you just don't want to confuse the consumer if they're confused they're just going to click off there's no point in looking at it yeah I think there's some really great tips in there and obviously um, there's a a lot to do on the more technical side of things Um, we did go through a whole load of stuff about SEO in a previous episode Um, I think it was two before this one so Mm Um, if you want to learn a bit more about SEO, then go and check out the last uh, the episode before the last one, because um, there's lots of tips and tricks and advice in there for you. Loads. I feel like I'm SEO'd out half the time. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so when you're, because I feel like websites are such a huge thing. Like they're massive. It's it's you know for someone who doesn't know how to do a website use a computer <laughs> build a website anything like it can be a, a, a really confusing thing so where where would you like even start like where do you even think to start and how do you kind of get inspiration for that starting point 
I tend to sit down with the person who wants the website, the person who's commissioned me, and we kind of go through what they want to get out of the website. So whether that's um, informing someone, whether that's selling something, whether it's just as like a backup to your social media, which a lot of people do. Um, I really want to get an understanding of what they want out of the website before I even touch the computer. I want to know exactly what they want. Um, starting it on the other hand is I kind of just go into it blind. It's really bad to say that because like you should be planning and you should be, you know, having an action plan but I like to just get a feel for the website and the brand as a whole as I kind of get a deeper understanding of what the brand is and what the company is it kind of just comes to me at the same time sounds really weird but I think that's like the creative side of me coming out and I like to feel it out like take if you had um a I don't know a recycling business that sort of thing um you'd want like the greens and the naturals coming out um you'd want the page to flow yeah i just feel like getting a under real understanding of what the brand and the company is really helps me out because i just get a feel for it it's like a blank canvas like mm. i love it has so much potential it could be it could literally be anything and i think just sitting down with a business owner and understanding what they really want really helps me out yeah and when you say you kind of get a feel for the business like what kind of indicators or key things you kind of look out for that might kind of spark something or is it kind of just you know very different for each website i suppose or is there some kind of things you look out for that's a really good question i think i look out for like what their tone of voice is like whether they want to be like strictly professional um straight to the point like kind of clean cut or whether they want to like be a bit casual with it be a bit chatty with their consumer um because at the end of the day they've got their own consumers as well so you need to think about your consumer and theirs so like what the outcome is of of their customer journey is going to be as well Mm -hmm. so the casual sort of um tone of voice would be more bubbly and i tend to think of it like a square so if they're like very professional and they want clean cut you'd have like pointy pointy corners but if they want a more casual thing it would either be rounded corners or like the square would be a blob instead it's sort of like it's a moldable concept i think a website it's very moldable to what you want there's endless possibilities yeah and i think that's a really interesting point because i think like tone of voice you kind of just think about the words and the writing which obviously is a huge part of it and something that i consider but i think it was like that tiktok you did a little while ago on your brand colors and things Mm -hmm. like that like the way that you design and the colors that you use is incorporated within your tone of voice oh yeah 100 percent. i think i like to look at the personality behind the voice to then create a website that is suitable and that not just your consumers will want to look at but you'll want to look at you'll want to get involved in the website because it is something that represents you and represents your personality as a company. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So like speaking of like color schemes and design and stuff, like where do you even start with color schemes? Because 
as we discussed last episode, <laughs> I cannot design. <laughs> like You say that, but you've done some pretty good designs. It was questionable next to yours. <laughs> um, so how do you even start with the colour scheme? Because I know, you, like I said earlier, you did that video about colour schemes and mm-hmm. the meanings behind certain colours. So what would you say, I don't know, just give us a bit of a rundown of the sort of different meanings of colour theory and that, I guess. Oh, me as a colour theory. I could be here for years mm. talking about uh, colour theory. Maybe in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so usually where I start with colour schemes is I'll just, if they've got a logo, I'll start from that. That's probably the quickest way I've done it. Currently, that's what I've done too. Um, usually people know what colours they want already because it's in their logo. So um, currently the website we're working on is blue. Um, because they're a care consultancy and blue is very caring and really reminds me of water and like flowing and it's just very I don't know euphoric type of type of feeling Um, I think starting from the logo is like the easiest thing that you could do but when it comes to people who may necessarily not have a logo I think it all comes back to understanding that brand mm-hmm. completely. Um, I have done a few logo designs in the past and it's just, yeah, it's just understanding the brand to the point where you can pinpoint it to a color. So say if it was red, that's usually like not, people assume red is anger. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And that's what we want to get away from. It's usually then after anger, love, passion sort of igniting a fire mm-hmm. beneath people um but like i said i could be here for years about color yeah, theory yeah Understood. <laughs> i think it's really we associate things with colors all the time um and colors are memorable we're more likely to remember a color so like when you think of mcdonald's you think yellow yeah or red, or red. yeah it is well I think chicken legend, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand your point. <laughs> but like Subway, you think of green, green. And, ori- and yeah. orange and yellow. Yeah, it's it's much more memorable to know what colours are in a company than yeah. it is to remember some words. Do you know what, that's really really true because I think about it and I think you think Tesco, you think blue. I think yeah. Asda, I think green. Morrison's is yellow. Mm-hmm. Sainsbury's is orange. Like colour is just such a huge part of branding. Oh yeah, isn't it? massively. Like, but yeah. then the branding will go straight to your web design because your web design also encompasses the branding and the colours. But it's all cohesive. It mm. all goes together. It all flows. Yeah. So uh, obviously a little bit earlier as well, we've talked about how there's a bit of a technical aspect or a lot of a technical aspect. Oh yeah. Um, you know, with the SEO and stuff. Again, go and listen to that episode on SEO. Um, <laughs> so. I hear a lot about mobile responsiveness, and I oh, think yeah. it's something that is up and coming oh, a lot. Oh, hugely, hugely, hugely. So how would you describe mobile responsiveness to someone who doesn't really understand websites? Okay. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. So everyone, mostly, has a mobile phone. Yeah. And how many people actually search on Google on their phone? probably a lot a lot of people a lot of people that those websites have one layout for desktop so that's like your pcs your laptops sometimes if you've got an ipad or a tablet sometimes that 
and it's got another layout for your mobile so a responsive web page will sort of pull and push itself like stretch itself or like make itself smaller to fit on your mobile phone so instead of having to have like two separate websites for a desktop and your phone screen it will be the same website but the content and the images and the backgrounds on the website or like the headers that sort of thing will all be able to move from your massive screen on your desktop to the mobile screens in your pocket yeah so it's a lot easier for google to crawl your website because now they're actually marking websites with their big marking scheme that they have at google mm -hmm. on whether their website is mobile phone responsive now okay it's a massive thing because so many people are just their whole lives are on their phones yeah or like a lot of people that i know don't even have laptops or pcs or ipads they'll just have a phone and i think a, a lot of where us as, pe as humans are going is towards everything being in your pocket yeah and if your website is not mobile responsive then you're missing out on a huge audience huge yeah. people are just going to click off if it's not if like the headers are off the page or the text is you know got massive gaps between them or the images aren't loading they're just going to click off because they're not interested yeah and i think it kind of relates to something we said in a previous episode like people just they need the convenience now like they want oh, things yeah. so fast like 100 if it's not what they're looking for then they're not gonna they're not gonna choose you and they're not gonna go onto your site um so what kind of impact can it have if your site is not mobile responsive like how is that going to affect your business it's going to lose you out on a lot of sales or uh traffic i think um, a lot of people just click off and web um, web design relies a lot on mobile responsiveness because people are going that way they are searching on their phone you need to be designing a website that has the capability to shrink itself or stretch itself to different screen sizes because people don't have the same screens it's going to be people will have a smaller screen or you know people have like the two screens and like the gaming screens now are huge have you seen them they're like no there's ones that are like the size of two screens put together mm -hmm. and it's curved oh i've seen yeah yeah they're, that's crazy like they're massive people you're gonna have to make a website that is able to stretch to that size yeah but also shrink to the tiny screen in your pocket like it is it's massive it is a huge thing and i think like there's so much that goes into doing that because i think there's only certain sort of tools and builders that will allow you to have you know give your website that sort of capability yeah um what kind of are there any kind of tools or resources that you would recommend yeah so what i usually do is i build through wordpress um and the website builder that i mainly use is called elementor and that will allow you to see your website in three different ways so that's desktop tablet and phone which is really great um also google itself has a tool that you can run your website through that will allow you to see it will score you out of 100 i think it is um, on how mobile responsive your site is as well but also if you just right click on any website and press inspect 
it'll actually come up with a bunch of phones that you can view your website through. So anyone can do it, really. You can do it on any website as well. You could, if you are a web builder, you could go to other websites and laugh at them because they're not mobile responsive. Um, But yeah, the possibilities are endless. There are thousands of tools out there that you could use, but those are the main three that I use. Um, So just clear something up for me right or for, <laughs> for our audience so because i know that there's sometimes a lot of confusion between this even sometimes i'm like well <laughs> just tell the difference between a, like a website host and a website builder oh my gosh okay so the website host basically hosts your website so think of think of inviting friends around for dinner mm-hmm. you're now the dinner host okay because you've invited them in into your home to keep them I don't know keep them safe and secure that's what a website host will do so what we usually use is wordpress where wordpress is our website host it keeps our website safe secure it does all the security for us it's just a place to store the website so we don't have to store it ourselves a website builder will build your website yeah. <laughs> at wow. the end of the day yeah um that is where you know you'll get your um you can build your menus for your website like your navigation menu uh your pages your landing pages your forms anything that's gonna anything that's visual and you can see on the page is what your website builder will do so clearly you have got some nice little bit of knowledge of web design a a little bit i'd like to say (laughs) open your noggin um, what do you like so much about web design? Like, what is it that just kind of draws you to want to do that as a as a job, really, and do that for other people? It's like I mentioned earlier. It's just a it's a blank canvas. Um, before I have the, had this job, um, I was a painter, and I think web design in that aspect is like a blank canvas. It's like I'm about to start painting and just the endless possibilities of it the fact that i could i could do anything i could make it look like anything i can put anything i want on there i think that is what i love about it the creativity the un the unleashed potential of what you can put on this web page is what i love i think even just understanding other people's companies and brands and having my eyes opened to you know a lot more of the industry or different industries that I never thought I would is what I love just the overwhelming potential of creativity is what I'm passionate about yeah I think there is so much you could do with a website you start from scratch and you just have no clue what you can do but the fact is that you can do absolutely anything that's very inspirational. Thank you so much. That is very, very inspirational. So what would you say are your top tips or kind of pieces of advice for web design? Um, do your competitor research is probably my biggest one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, when you're building for mainly other people, so people who have commissioned you, um, they will have competitors in that, in that industry. So if they're doing something right, you know that you've got to do a similar thing better. Yeah. Um, mainly looking at their well, their branding, the way that they're speaking, their tone of voice, 
the personality behind them you need to understand that what they do is what they do but you do it better yeah. which is similar to um building a website because you need to be basically taking their audience and selling to them it's it's a similar audience because you're in the same industry yeah so you need to understand your competitors and beat them at their own game really and i think like that is just the nature of business isn't it like oh yeah no matter what industry you're in like there's going to be competitors 100 percent. so kind of getting an idea obviously we're not saying go and copy your competitors absolutely not because obviously it's it can be a similar audience but there's going to be things that make you unique that you need to push so yeah there's i suppose some like core fundamentals of a business and of like a website and of branding and stuff that you know are unique to you but then there's also things that you know are going to be quite similar yeah and those core fundamentals that are unique is what you need to be pushing yeah like that's what is gonna make you beat the competitors yeah and i think sort of on the topic of uniqueness something that we've talked about recently is uniqueness isn't just the idea so like i kind of thought you know you could have a hundred different people in a room with the same idea but what makes it unique is you like oh yeah it's it's how you deliver the idea it's how it's your audience it's how you interact with your audience it's how you like deliver your brand and how you are online like there's so much to it so i think like you said just looking at your competitors what they're doing but just adding that sprinkle of your own brand in there yeah obviously. it's like your it's like your usp your yeah. unique selling point like it's gonna be something that is only unique to you yeah and it's gonna bring in the audience that you want yeah awesome so um what other tips have you got for web design for our lovely audience well i touched on it before but definitely sitting down and talking to the person who commissioned you to do the website yeah. is really important um i really like i said before it's really important to understand the brand it's really important to know what they want to get out of the website whether it's like i said selling or informing or backing up your social media i think that's the exact words that i did use i think so yeah um <laughs> but just understanding their brand and getting a real um a real feel for their personality is something that is most important mm. like it is at the end of the day it is their website yeah. and it's what they're going to be happy with you're just the messenger really yeah. you're just the one that's going to be throwing their information out to the world but you've got to make it pretty you've yeah. got to make it useful you've got to make it connect with their audience they're the ones with the knowledge at the end of the day they know what they're talking about it's their industry it's their company but it's going through you so you need to really understand what they want what they're talking about what their personality is as a as a person and a company I think that's really important. Yeah, that definitely is important. And I think particularly because like someone's business is so personal to them. Like oh, I know yeah. I know Joe said it a thousand times. But she <laughs> she always says like business is like parenting, like your business is like your baby. Yeah. And like I mean I don't have a business, but um, <laughs> you know, we work a lot around small business owners, um, with like the mastermind and obviously working with our own clients and things like that. And, you know, it is really important to understand and respect that. And I also think from like your own perspective too like if you're building your own website it's just as important to have the clarity of your own business yeah i think but you also need to be treating the other 
businesses as if they were yours. Yeah, exactly. So if you were building your own website, you'd be taking the care and consideration on every aspect. And I think you need to do exactly the same to people who have commissioned you. Because at the end of the day, like you said, it is their baby. It's their company. You know, particularly with the website, because obviously the whole business isn't just the website. But website is such a kind of core point of contact or core place for clients to go yeah i think a lot of people nowadays find it weird that businesses don't have websites yeah so it's one of the main points of contact yeah and i think it it's it's almost a bit strange that people find it weird because everything is so heavy on social media these days yeah but it's also like don't rely on your so don't rely on social media to run your business but even don't rely on the internet oh no like one day it could just absolutely disappear and if you've built your whole business on the internet, what's, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you need to be building that business yourself. But but because of the up-and-coming technology and people relying on technology, you need to have that point of contact. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on a massive part of your audience. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also kind of goes back to your brand offline as well. Mm-hmm. Like you know not necessarily like offline marketing obviously you've got like leaflet dropping and that kind of thing which is always great can't Mm -hmm. go wrong with a bit of leaflet dropping and banners (laughs) and leaflets and flyers and all that kind of stuff but it's about like building those relationships offline too so like networking events and um just kind of nurturing relationships between clients because like you said chris if you're if the internet goes down randomly one day or your social media accounts get blocked or anything like that like if you've got that loyal client base offline too and those people around you, then you've still got that support and that thing to kind of turn to and to keep your business afloat while you're kind of fixing the online space. A hundred percent. And what other kind of tips have you got? For My last one would be that things like branding, colour schemes, tone of voice and your intention are super important. I mean, I've covered it in this episode. I mean, it's pretty much all I've talked about. But just getting a good grasp of all four of those things is the best you can do. Um, You don't have a website if you don't have those four things. You need an intention. You need a tone of voice. You need that personality behind it. You need your branding, your logo. Um, and you need that colour scheme otherwise when's the last time you saw a black and white website yeah I mean it's not memorable is it no not at all even like images you don't realise how important they are until they're missing yeah it's getting a good grasp of those four things is the basis of web design at the end of the day and I think also it's the basis of your brand as a whole yeah again online and offline on your social media like everywhere you need to have those things solidified um and just really sort of deliver and communicate them in the right kind of way 100 percent. so if you kind of had one piece of advice or anything for someone who uh, might just want to be starting out in this kind of industry or wants to build their own website or anything like that just one kind of solid piece of advice to keep in mind go for it that's literally all I can say because web design is trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it I have experimented with myself. So I think that 
just going head first into pretty much any website builder so that's like wix or squarespace the main one i use is wordpress because it's pretty easy to use um go head first into them test the waters nothing you're gonna you're gonna do is wrong um it's really not easy to screw up with web design because you're not publishing a website immediately you're drafting it so as long as you're drafting it and you're understanding what has gone wrong or what's gone right i think like i said before it's a blank canvas you can do anything so i say absolutely go for it mm. yeah that's some good advice because i think a lot of us can i think especially with such a big project that is a website it could potentially be quite intimidating like you know i've got a lot more experience with it myself now and obviously you've got a lot of experience with it and i think when i first started it was very much like this is an entire website I think people feel they need to get it right immediately yeah. and that's not what web design is all about. No. It's like expecting to be able to paint immediately for the first time. Yeah. And I think again it links back to what you said about it being so creative. Like it's like anything with creativity like random but when I first started like painting and stuff like I was so stressed over the fact of like it needs to be right and like it needs to look perfect yeah. but really when I let go of that and just went for it and just committed to doing whatever the hell I was doing, it came out so much better. Yeah, being creative isn't a linear structure. No. I think it's a bit of a wibbly wobbly, tiny wimey thing. It's a thing. big old squabble and line. Yeah, it's a big ball of energy. I think it's nothing is linear when it comes to being creative. So just let yourself go. Just have a go feel what's right for you feel what's wrong for you and just go for it i like it thank Picasso. you i like it a lot <laughs> i think even if you're you know even if you're thinking of just having a small website have a go at doing it yourself um even if it's just as a curiosity thing it's actually really really fun yeah. once you get going it's very therapeutic i think to just put stuff on a page um but apart from that just you know get stuck in but even but if you really don't have time for it there is a lot of creative people out there who can deliver your vision if you have this dream of your website and what you want to have on it what you want to get out of it there is a lot of amazing people out there who can encompass that information and deliver on your dream and I think it's definitely important to remember that, like, it does take a lot of time and, like, not everyone's got time for it. So if that is something that you struggle with, then get some help. Like, find someone to do it for you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of The Uncensored, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Um, if you found it useful, if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, then please do reach out on social media. Um, I'm going to leave everything in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, please do rate and review if you're loving the podcast, if you're loving the team takeovers, because we are loving the team takeovers too. Um, and yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.